2: Rob Black, Stock Talk. Stock Talk with with Rob Black. 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 Oh, my. Oil stocks are suddenly hot. Facebook is serious about being serious. Um, Royal Caribbean stock could sink 50%. I'm not a cruise ship kind of guy. I'll be honest with you fitbit continues its struggle as a publicly traded company why did they ever come public um, that's a very good question it's a company the world could have probably done without and the stock that is probably most uh, on my mind no since i started stock talk again in 2017 one of the things i did was i came up with eight stocks that i really like Again, consult a program advisor. Taking action on any stocks mentioned ever uh, during a show like this. So, we don't know you. So, the monster of the internet from China. Sounds like a monster movie, right? Uh, Alibaba. So, big winner yesterday. Uh, If you take a look at their earnings report, uh, very nice. Um, Online consumption trends in China continue to accelerate. Monetization gains are big. Management plans to invest aggressively in demand stimulus. Its new retail strategy, rural in China, uh, international efforts as well. So, Alibaba is just getting started, in my opinion, in China. Well, no, They've, they've they've been going pretty well in China, but they're just getting started internationally speaking. So, that stock's out there, and it's something that we have to pay attention to, in my opinion. Um. Because uh, it's, it's kind of like the Amazon of China. And something you've learned as early investor in life was China's all that, right? So, uh, as far as growth stories go. Um, 800-516-1220, teacher calls on the air. Royal Caribbean Cruises is the world's second largest cruise line behind Carnival. Uh, They operate more than 40 ships with over 120,000 berths annually, and they account for approximately 25% of the global cruise market. Um, Ticker symbol is RCL. This was once hailed as a play on the baby boomers retiring, where they still want to go on vacation, but they weren't exactly going on active vacations. Uh, The boat kind of takes you around the world, and you get to see the world from the comfort of your stateroom, so to speak. Um, so Royal Caribbean travels to 535 locations. Uh, they've got three basic brands. They've got the Royal Caribbean International Celebrity Cruises and Azamara Club Cruises. So the cruise line is a short theme um, of investors. you got looming record supply growth in coming years due to uh, the, the building of boats. So high operating leverage and cyclicality of the industry. It seems that you know ultimately you can get some stock price depreciation. It's a very competitive um, business, and if you publicly traded in it, a very competitive business, you have to be very cautious on how you buy stocks like this. So um, there's just so much supply growth going on inside this industry. It it goes back to that lesson again of supply and demand, and if you're adding more and more rooms. It could become a problem. So, are there some short term positives? Absolutely. Royal Caribbean has traded well under book value, uh, currently nearly three times valuation, so it's plenty of downside Should sentiment turned on the stocks. Um, you know, it, one of the positives is the company's expected to unveil its new long term goals in an early November investor day. So, a lot of investor days coming up. So, I saw that one recently and, uh, That kind of jumped out at me so oil stocks are suddenly hot right now so i'd stay away from royal caribbean um and alibaba i would look into but how about oil stocks uh oil stocks as the price of oil has gone up you know back to the mid 50s um it seems to be an area where it can work so uh the oil sector Stockpiles mentioned supply and demand have dropped by about 5 million barrels recently. Um, Fifth drop in six weeks, which is bullish for the price of oil. So we're consuming it. So there's a lot of players obviously still in the world of oil. Um, Third quarter income for Total recently rose about 40% year over year. And Total, obviously a French oil uh, player on a world level. Uh, So... As they go, so goes a lot of oil companies. They all do a lot of the similar things, you know, whether they drill for it, pull it out, refine it, uh, deliver it, ship it, turn it into gasoline. Uh, Whatever they do, it's all pretty similar as far as the major integrated oils. There's a company, uh, the United States Oil Fund, USO, uh, which is an exchange traded fund that tracks the West Texas market using near-month future contracts. Um, not a lot of resistance right now in the price of oil. So uh, keep an eye on oil players like EOG Resources and Marathon Oil. Um, having both of those stocks recently breaking out. So it's a sector that's kind of hot right now. Um, and, uh, you know, when you're talking about oil, maybe we don't want to talk about you know, it being hot. is can kind of become a little bit too cliche. Uh, but oil stocks are definitely doing well right now. So looking for stocks that are values, it's a pretty tough thing when the market hits all-time highs on a pretty regular basis. And sometimes you feel like you have to chase things. So one of the things I like to do is look for companies that are doing turnarounds, companies that are trying to show some value um, with how they're uh, showing themselves to investors. This is earnings season, so getting on those conference calls is pretty key. If you've never done a conference call, I highly recommend getting one in before you uh, pass, uh, especially if you're going to be buying stocks. I don't see how you can buy stocks and not be involved. Uh, that's just my opinion. So Putnam uh, puts together a year-end strategy, because look, we're at a year-end. So this is my not my favorite time, but it's a fun time to be an investor because a lot of people put out their fearless forecasts and their top ten predictions, um, and I, I I keep hold of those things, which you know makes my inbox a little bit on the crazy side. Uh, but I've saved 17 years of radio show content, and sometimes it's the best content you can get is a year-end list by someone like a Byron Ween. And see what he has to say and what sort of devil is in his details so we have at this time of year you start putting together the list like the dogs the dow um you're you're looking for something that's had a poor year to maybe give you a better year next year and some of the names on a list like this are just they're pretty scary general electric um in the last uh 10 months just the months of uh, 2017, uh, General Electric down 30.7%. Now it does have a nice dividend yield, so it could have that dog of the Dow feel to it. Uh, Alaska Airlines down 25%. Uh, in the last year, in the last two years, down roughly about 15%. Uh, you take a look at the price to earnings ratio and uh, price to book, uh, and then you take a look at the dividend yield when you're trying to find losers to bet on in a turnaround. So those are two names that are pretty scary. Macy's, GE, uh, Viacom is pretty ugly. Some of these names are better than others, right? How did some of these names make you feel? Like a Foot Locker? Ooh, tough year for shoes. Yeah. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
1: Financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Talking a little bit about some stocks that could have big turnarounds you start putting together a list and you know companies that are losers it's a tough thing to say out loud right companies that you want to invest in that are losers and uh right there that's just like it's a little bit on the tricky side for me so putting together a list of losers doesn't feel good so some of the names that jump out to me when I was putting it together was names like Alaska Air, and you know we've seen airlines do quite well, and we've seen airlines do quite poorly. Uh, I was just recently on Alaska Air, and great, great little company to fly with. I like, I enjoy them. They did a big merger last year. Picking up Virgin America. Uh, so they've had two tough years, down 15% in the last 24 months down 25% this year, Viacom, a company that you probably know uh, pretty well, big media company, General Electric is on the list, Macy's is on the list, Kroger on the list, Kroger uh, sells groceries, right? Amazon got into Whole Foods and the world kind of like oh, stopped for a minute or two and went a little bit crazy. Now, I don't own any of those names directly or you know, maybe through S&P 500 type funds, but definitely not directly. Would I consider it? I'd consider it. But I'm also not the type of investor that has got a history of buying losers. Um, When I put together lists, I tend to try to put together companies that dominate their market or have potential to dominate. Companies that are doing well in good economies and bad economies. Companies that have a stickiness to them. Um, I look for leadership. Success or failure starts at the top. And I think leadership is something that's, uh, important if you can see that a company has done well in the past with uh, their leaders in various companies and they put together a good board maybe that's part of the magical formula for doing it again so uh, something I, I do like to do is I look at numbers financial statements so I'm looking for revenue I'm looking for earnings I'm looking for margins sometimes I'm looking for free cash flow Uh, Some metrics that obviously mean something to me, so that I put some value into. But the whole bounce back strategy is tough (laughs) because it's competitive out there. So in the last year, the S P 500 is up 14.4 percent. In the last two years, it's up 23.6 percent. When I look at the dividend yield on the S P 500, it's about two percent. Price-to-book average is about 3.2. So you're looking for anything that, that their price-to-book is lower because i show you some value. Uh, and again, you're trying to compare things um, as an investor. Also, you're trying to write down and figure out what is the rate of return that you're going to be happy with. Um, I don't know if I have the right answer for you on that one. So I think that's something that you have to figure out Alibaba revenue soared 61% and they beat expectations. Um, it's a company you may never have heard of. It's a company you may never have used. It's probably a more fair statement. Uh, billionaire entrepreneur Jack Ma, uh, company pulled in about 8.3 in revenue in July through September, above expectations. Income doubled from a year ago level. Second quarter is often seen as the slower one for Alibaba as it prepares for the annual Blockbuster Singles Day event on November 11th. That's coming up in nine days. So a sales banana that shifts more goods than uh, Black Friday in the U.S. So if you were to put together Black Friday and Cyber Monday in the U.S., it's not as much business as November 11th, Singles Day in China. Alibaba's got Tmall. They've got Taobao. They dominate online retail in China. They saw their revenue from e-commerce hit about a 63% growth growth rise in revenue. Pretty impressive, right? So revenue from Alibaba's fast-growing cloud business was up uh, about 130% year over year. So not too shabby at all. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com don't be shy, pick up the phone, give me a call. US weekly jobless claims declined about 2%. Uh, the first Friday of every month is a big one for the overall stock market. Uh, for me, it's the jobs report that comes out on the first Friday of the month. Um, there's not many economic reports that you have to watch, but that's one of them for me. Uh, if we have jobs in the United States, we're pretty good. now sometimes on Wednesdays you get the ADP job creation. On Thursdays you get the first-time unemployment claims. Those are okay. But the jobs on the first Friday of the month is the one that I would say you would want to circle if you want to kind of hone in on on your time and skill set, so to speak. Facebook came out with uh, numbers last night that comfortably beat expectations. Analysts are keeping a wary eye on the social network right now because... uh, of the whole Russia thing, right? So the company's role in Russia, likely influenced in the 2016 election, it's not just bad PR, but it may actually impact the social media titans' impeccable bottom line as they have to invest further in security to take itself out of the political crosshairs. So you're seeing Facebook, Google, and Twitter all sending representatives, not CEOs, interestingly, Uh, to the senate intelligence committee and was kind of funny because the senate intelligence committee was asking questions like what's an impression and these are big guys these are mega cap companies and if our congress can't tell doesn't know what an impression is we're in trouble so these guys are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger facebook google and twitter all testified before congress So lawmakers are trying to discover how each company allowed Russian influence and whether there needs to be more regulation of the tech companies. Facebook's efforts will come in a lot of forms, like they'll increase their transparency of political and issue ads. They'll remove problematic content such as false news and hate speech, and they'll try to bulk up the review of ad content. Um, I've bought an ad or two on Facebook and I'm not Russian, but there was no barrier to basically anything that I could put up. Um, so Mark Zuckerberg uh, didn't beef up any security reviews per se on me, uh, but this is obviously a bigger problem, right? So Facebook and Zuckerberg said yesterday we're building, we're doubling in some cases more. Our engineering team's focused on security. Uh, We're building artificial intelligence to go after more different areas of harmful content and finding fake accounts and other bad actors in the system. So this is a story. Crazy, right? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more.
1: Questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black.
2: Black. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about we could talk about. Money, 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 money investing and more. Um, we can talk about Alibaba, we can talk about Facebook. Apple often time comes up in conversation pretty regularly. Apple's gonna report their quarter today after the market closes. And I don't think anything I don't think anyone's really cares about what they do this quarter. Um, it's all about how many iPhone tens can they sell in the next quarter. And How long is the iPhone 10 going to take to get, you know, into the hands of people? Four to six weeks. Um, You know, I'm not going to say that no one will care, but the huge focus is going to be certainly on, um, you know, next quarter, the holiday quarter. And a lot of questions are going to be taken in that direction. Average American saves about 3.5% of their income um, after taxes and expenses. And, you know, the recommendation is for 10% to 15%, but 10% minimum, and the average American saves 3.5%. So it's really hard for people to save, and I get that. Start early, save 15% of your income, make sure it's your pre-tax income, do it for 40 years, cross your fingers, click your heels, uh, blink your eyes, and you're a millionaire. So that's where I want you to get to at that point. You know, uh, Scenario. Um, something that I'm pretty aggressive about is, you know, people work pretty hard and, you know, you're networking and you're, you know, you're going to get groceries. Skip the avocado toast. So uh, double your savings. <laughs> Skip the avocado toast. So I know I don't even the funny thing is, I don't even I, I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, 15% today probably isn't possible for most people to save, and I get that. So I tend to say start with where you could start. If it's 5% and next year make it 6%, and then make it 7% and then 8%. And that's great. So if you can't save money, it's time to look for a job that pays you more money Um, because you don't want to get to age 60 with nothing saved. So, it's important to be honest with yourself. Sometimes saving isn't going to be possible. I get that. Um, I get car problems, absolutely. So, I don't want you to be too hard on yourself. So, there's never a perfect week, there's never a perfect month, or a perfect year. So, but you gotta save money. So, uh, I'll say that again and again and again and again. Um, People are dressing up as millennial mass murderers this year for Halloween and it's kind of a funny idea of how many industries millennials are are shutting down and how many businesses that they've you know hurt whether it be cereal or department stores or buffalo wide wild wings so it shows you the idea that you know your dollar does speak pretty loud when you could be a mass murdering millennial uh dressed up for halloween and um cereals you know it just it, it takes too much time uh, to eat department stores um, have been killed by millennials because of companies like amazon uh dinner dates are dying so off pretty aggressively because uh people are on their phones a little bit more often um landlines that's cute right remember having a landline on your uh in your house So Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, Applebee's, uh, restaurants that just basically serve uh, lower quality. Uh, Golf, baby boomers love golf, millennials don't. And uh, I have a problem with golf courses. So I know you're saying, do you hate golf courses, Rob? I do. Um, I hate soups, so I can't tell you why I hate soups, but I do hate soups. Crowdfunding. So, home ownership's dying down. So, lots going on in the world of millennials and what they're taking down as far as business models. I think the biggest one to me is something like a Macy's. So, and uh, it is what it is. So, there's a new app that I started playing with, and uh, I'd recommend taking a look at it. It's called Paribus. And you saw that P A R I. The U.S. It's a free online tool that tracks purchases you make to see if any of them experience a price drop. If they do, Paribus then contacts the store to get you a refund. The tool is completely free and it takes away the heavy personal involvement uh, of trying to you know, find rebates and try to find cheaper costs. So, um, Also, an app that I use almost regularly, uh, weekly for sure, is Credit Karma. So, and Credit Karma just announced. Uh, something to do with one of the ways they make money is they try to look at what you're spending on and see if they can't help you save more money and one of them is car loans uh so they're getting into the business of helping you find a better car loan for the amount of money you spend now keep in mind car loans are depreciating asset or cars depreciating assets so it's, sometimes it's tough to get a second loan on it after you already got to the one so uh I think that's worthy of note, worthy of note for sure. Um, but yeah, credit karma it's it's kind of a fun app in the sense that there's a game component to checking your credit score and to see if it's going up or down. feel like a game, at least to me it does. so um, Apple, one of the hires they had this quarter, I want to throw this out there while I'm thinking about it. Um, One of the hires they had this quarter is a former BBC and Channel 4 executive, Jay Hunt, um, as the European creative director for its international TV division. Uh, Hunt is a titan of British TV who has launched shows like Black Mirror and Sherlock. She's ferociously smart. She's utterly charming. Uh, But if you like high-quality TV uh, that companies like the BBC put together, um, you know, she did the Great British Bake Off So that's one of them, and uh, I think it's worthy of note that Apple is kind of serious about getting into video. Uh, They don't seem to be like Amazon, who throws a lot against the wall, but not a lot of people are watching, but they've got some good shows, Uh, or Netflix, which is pretty dominant. I'm not a House of Cards person, but I do feel bad for the people who invested five seasons of House of Cards and have production shut down uh, because of kevin spacey's issues Uh, a lot of people work on that show a lot of people work on that show and uh wow that's all i'm going to say this sexual harassment plague has certainly been one of the top two or three stories of 2017 uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. TripAdvisor. Users are accusing the site of deleting their accounts, um, stories of rape and assault. So I know you're saying TripAdvisor. Hmm. Um, TripAdvisor says that you know reviews were deemed as hearsay or unsuitable for the family-friendly site. And this is just one of those stories that the 2017 story of the year is starting to blend with the Facebook political story of the year of how responsible should these companies be and or not be for the content on their sites. So, um, you know, if you've been raped or sexually assaulted at a Mexican resort and you post it on the TripAdvisor site that that Mexican resort, you know, it was somewhere that you were put in harm's way, and future travelers might not want to go because maybe they have got some employees who are a little lax, or I don't know. I don't even know how to talk about this content, right? Um, but uh, I throw that out there for you. So watching corporations you know, strike a delicate balance between allowing users to speak freely and protecting businesses from lies or exaggerations, um, but also maybe not lies, right? Um, I don't know if I have an answer there, <laughs> right? It's, this is just, whoa. Yeah, that's one of the stories of the year, for sure. And, uh, I just gave you a good example of how that plays out. Uh 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Apple published a press release with positive quotes from reviewers from publications like BuzzFeed, TechCrunch, and a few other international uh, newspapers. The iPhone maker compiled those quotes into graphics and animations that appear to be perfect for use in advertisements or a promoted post on Instagram or Twitter. Um, so Apple is touting the reviews the iPhone X, um, and they're trying to get some of the bigger names out there and not necessarily the YouTubers. Um, so one thing to note is that, you know, Apple's using quotes are being done from professional technology reviewers. Um, so Apple gave some pretty good access to some of these companies. And a lot of people are saying, you know, the iPhone 10 reviews are kind of slanted because of that. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Uh, Facebook, Google, and Twitter all testifying this week in front of Congress. Uh, Apple again reporting numbers today after the market closes. Um, I heard Steve... Uh, Tim Cook uh, get interviewed about Apple's market cap, which is quickly growing towards one trillion, which is pretty crazy. Go write that number down. And uh, a lot of people think that not only will Apple get there, but once it gets there, it'll push through it uh, as it'll just be a technical rush of buyers. And that's when the stock can become very, very weak after it it gets through said push through. I'm Rob Black, talking money and investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
1: Now, back to Rob Black and your money, on AM 1220 KDOW. talking with Rob Black.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Professional baseball is what would be referred to as an insular business. Um, it's interesting to take a look at the organization of the Houston Astros as they just won a World Series. Very similar to this time last year. You could look at the Chicago Cubs and talk about how they did everything kind of correctly. Here's a book that is often referred to as My Ball, as kind of the statistics driven Bible. Um, it's the, the stats driven approach of Billy Bean. And it sat atop the bestseller list for months and months and months and months. It's caused a number of owners to rethink their own approach, which um, how do you get your franchise to a world championship? Obviously, that's going to help the value of that franchise, right? So you have to come up with a system for evaluating players. And, you know, passing on free agents and investing in prospects is kind of what the Houston Astros did well. And obviously, there's a lot of data out there. And you're going to hear more and more people use data to make decisions. How to, you know, build bridges to garner support. So so Houston Astros were bought in 2011. So, and Jim Crane bought them, and he instantly went out of his way to put in place a team that could make tactical decisions on a mathematics level. So, the Astros, in 2013, had the lowest payroll in the league, $27 million. So, um, and what did they do back in 2013? They traded away a lot of the Major League roster for prospects, making a bad team even worse. But when talent ripens, you'd have a nucleus of young kids as a winning franchise put together. So um, when you run a team with a payroll of 27000000 million, you're essentially designing your team to fail. So there's no chance to avoid colossal record-setting losses. The Houston Astros lost... I want to say 100 games for three years in a row, which is pretty crazy. Um, and then for them to win the World Series, it's, it's particularly of note that a writer for Sports Illustrated said three years ago that the Astros would win the World Series in 2017 because he was taking a look at the financials. He was taking a look at, you know, uh, what the team was trying to do internally with all their data and, you know, Mathematics. So there's something I hate in baseball now. It's the shift when fielders move out of their position for a batter, and it's all about mathematics. It says, you know, Brandon Belt will pull the ball uh, typically right, you know, five feet from where the the shortstop was standing. So you move the you move the whole plate over, or the whole fielders over. Now, in 2014, um, the team that had the most defensive chefs, i.e. they were just counting on mathematics of how many times a trend happens, uh, the Astros were more than double than any other team in baseball. Now, is this just a fluke? Is this just you know putting together a hypothetical situation um, and running out scenario? scenarios that they're like, wow, look how smart they are, because uh, they just won the World Series. It tells you, again, what it tells me is more and more data is being used more efficiently. Um, And sometimes you have to slash your payroll to the lowest in baseball in order to get more out of your team in the future. Um, The Astros made the World Series in 2005 and 2013. They lost a league-leading 111 games. So um, their regular season win percentage... They used to be pretty good back when they made the World Series in 2005. But then they truly became awful uh, in order to really hit rock bottom. Are there lessons here? I think there are. I do think there are. Bitcoin surges past 7,000 to extend the uh, record rally. So, wow. I know we have a couple listeners out there who are in Bitcoin. And I say congratulations to you. So cryptocurrency is up more than 600% this year. The rally got a big push this week as we're going to start selling futures. But you can now start buying futures. And um, that's coming. Digital currency gets its big impetus uh, from the CME group this week on its introduction of Bitcoin futures by the end of the year. So, spot pricing for Bitcoin has climbed 12% to $7,392. Pretty egregious, right? So, and uh, I I, I don't, I wish I had more for you on that one. I don't. So, almost two-thirds of Americans um, think that the economy and think that the healthcare and the overall feeling of divide between us and our neighbors is... Is at its highest point. So, two thirds of Americans, uh, roughly 63%, are stressed out about the future of our nation. It's funny because uh, I talked to a friend in television yesterday, and I was like, "Your kids will never be able to afford a house in California—not not parts of California you want to live in." And it's just—it's stark. So, we're all stressed about healthcare, or the economy, or government, or hate crimes. Wars and conflicts, terrorism, high taxes, social security, government scandals. Uh, I need a volume. So that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing and more. Find me online at RobBlackShow.com. your money on AM 1220 KDOW on the Heart Radio app. Hi, this is Rob Black from Rob Black and Your Money. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever and it can be hard to even know where to begin. But focusing on a few essential issues can help increase your income in retirement and your chances of enjoying a secure future. Join us for retirement income strategies and estate planning seminar Thursday evening, November 16th from 630 to 830 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Registration is $25. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Sign up at rawblackshow.com. CFP Chad Burton is going to discuss transitioning your portfolio from accumulation phase to the income phase, passive versus active portfolio management, choosing the right accounts to draw from first, minimizing your retirement income taxes, social security strategies, good and bad retirement products, and much, much more. In addition, I will discuss the market outlook, and attorney Michelle Larman will explain how to update your estate plan to reflect the latest laws. It's Thursday, November 16th, 630 to 830 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Registration is $25. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com, and use the code RADIO25 to get in free.